what's up what's good i know you guys have missed me here i apologize as always for my absence i've had exams i've had a lot going on for me told you guys i have a new position now and also i'm an entrepreneur you know i'm trying to make some money for myself you understand hmm? so that you understand i'm, I'm going to have money <laughs> But yeah, I am back and today I feel like giving you guys four episodes at a go. You guys deserve it. I mean, it's been long. Like, I know it's been up to two months. I don't know, but okay, 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 okay. Going on to what we have today. Don't forget, I am Kay and this is my spot. So welcome to Kay's spot. I'm glad to be here as usual. This this place makes me very happy. Doing this makes me very happy. And... To be frank, I wasn't really like, you know, feeling it. I've been postponing this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So, after my exam, but I have a lot on my plates. But I just do the usual thing. I do play music and then like, I feel my energy back. And I'm like, okay, this time I have to do this now. And today we're going to be having a health talk because you know that this girl is a pharmacy student. So, there's no how I'm going to be doing a session without having to put in hell talk at some point at least that's your benefit you get to you know receive some freak talks and i'm going to try my possible best not to make this sound complicated because variety of people are going to be listening to me and i want them to really really understand what i'm going to say but you're very lucky because i don't know i'm going to be teaching you things the teachers in school for free who does that these days so today we're going to be talking about antibiotics hip hip hooray everybody here knows what antibiotics is but maybe you do not know you've just been hearing antibiotics antibiotics so i'm just here to let you know what antibiotics is and what you can do with it (laughs) so um i'm going to begin first of all with what we call bacteria okay bacteria uh singular cellular microorganisms that are found in different places on top of the wardrobe on top of the table in your cup on your palms different places bacteria can be anywhere they are ubiquitous they can be everywhere and they are you know microscopic organisms you do not see them with your naked eyes you see them with the microscope which means that your hands can be dirty but you'll not be able to see it until you use a microscope because they are very 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 tiny now these bacteria are not totally bad you know when you hear bacteria there's some sort of negative feeling that comes with it but there are some bacteria that are already in our body. They are helping with the processes that go on in the body. Some bacteria need to be present in the soil for the plants to be able to, you know, grow and manufacture food. Then there is this percentage of bacteria, you know, in there they are quite quite. In every two of apostles, there must be a Judas, yes. So there's this bacteria that are really harmful. And when they proliferate, you know, when they grow plenty in this particular place, they tend to cause a lot of harm. They are pathogenic in the sense that they are able to cause harm to the body. They could be on the surfaces and then when you come in contact with them, you collect them. Or they could just be on your skin or they could be inside your body, especially when you take a dirty water or exposed food and stuff like that. Now, antibiotics are called 
they are antibacterials anti bacteria it's just like when you hear antichrist it's against christ all right so when you hear antibacteria or antibiotics is working against bacteria so these um these drugs they only treat bacterial infections that's infections that are caused by presence of bacteria they don't have anything to do with viral infections like common cold nah they don't treat it fungal infections such as ringworm they do not treat it they just treat infections that are caused by bacteria now these antibiotics are classified into seven we have seven classes of antibiotics the first one is penicillin penicillin is the first antibacterial that was discovered by alexander fleming and he discovered it in his lab um what i call it um by mystique he was you know testing some things and when he came back the next day he saw that a fluid has poured on what he was testing and those organisms there seem to have died so he tried to you know find out what must have caused the death what is contained in that fluid that caused the death of those organisms and it was penicillin and that was how we had our first bacteria so penicillin is an antibiotic that's gotten from most of these antibacteria most of these antibiotics are gotten from other microorganisms okay so take for example um Penicillin is gotten from a microorganism, penicillin, and it's used to kill other microorganisms. You get the analogy. Some of these antibiotics are gotten from other microorganisms and used to kill other microorganisms. Not all antibiotics will kill the microorganisms, you know, kill like bata bata wood thing. Nah. Some will just, you know, stop a process that is going on in the bacteria so the bacteria can no longer grow. Do you understand why some will just you know kill it off immediately so we call antibiotics that kill off these bacteria immediately they will say they are bactericidal while the ones that you that will you know go into the uh, bacteria and you know stop one or two things from functioning from functioning so that the bacteria does not continue to grow we call them we say they are bacteriostatic do you understand the difference bacteriostatis why the other one that kills of the bacteria is bactericidal now onto the classes of antibiotics like i said the first one is penicillin and penicillin acts on the cell wall of the bacteria human beings don't have cell wall but plants and animals have cell wall which you must have had um plants and microorganisms sorry which you must have had during your biology classes we have a um, cell wall they have cell walls so penicillin acts on the cell wall of the bacteria it acts on this um exine transpeptidase which is in um very important for the synthesis of cell wall you know the last stage synthesis of cell wall. so when it acts on this enzyme the enzyme will not be able to do its work and help in the synthesis of the cell wall so the cell wall will not be able to uh be made do you understand what i'm saying and when that process that particular function is inhibited in the bacteria the bacteria can no longer grow so it's bacteriostatic it didn't really like kill off the bacteria but it stops a process in the bacteria so it doesn't grow anymore now penicillin are used for treating infections like pneumococcal infections streptococcal infections urinary tract infections ear infections and so many others second class of antibiotics is cephalosporins 
cephalosporins are bactericidal oh my god i'm trying to speak very fast so that time does not trick me up because right now is already up to eight minutes but it, it just seems inevitable that this audio is going to be very long pardon me just you know flow with me so that you understand the concept of antibiotics even though you're not a pharmacy student or a medical student you have an idea because you were listening to case part and that that's so nice so when you go to the pharmacy to get a drug you have the slightest idea of what you're buying and the concept of the antibiotics so the second class of antibiotics is cephalosporins such as cephalazine we have a lot on that cephalosporins. Cephalosporins are bactericidal. They kill off the organism totally. And they are used... Um, they also act on the cell wall of the bacteria. They are used for treating skin infections, UTIs, that's urinary tract infections, and so many others. The third class of antibiotics, we have uh, macrolides. Macrolides, example, erythromycin. They act on the 50s ribosomal unit. Um, okay, these uh, macrolides, you know, every organism have DNA in them, and every organism also in that DNA. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let me not um, be, be so fast. Sorry. Uh, macrolides they inhibit protein synthesis. Now, for protein synthesis to occur, you need the ribosomes for the synthesis of protein to occur and you have 30s ribosome you have 50s ribosome this macrolides act on 50s ribosomal units and then stop protein synthesis and proteins are very 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 important for bacteria for them to function those proteins are very important so microlides will go and inhibit the synthesis of that protein and without it the bacteria cannot function or grow you get the analogy now uses they are used for respiratory infections skin soft tissue infections sexual transmitted infections then going on to the number four class of antibiotics we have fluoroquinolones such as ciprofloxacin i know a lot of you are conversant with ciprofloxacin you're always taking ciprofloxacin well the inhibit dna synthesis so like i said a lot of organisms all organisms have dna and it's very crucial in organisms now these fluoroquinolones they go and inhibit the dna synthesis they are used for treating pneumonia bone infections typhoid fever and so many others the fifth class you have sulfonamides such as cotrimazole they inhibit synthesis of folic acid and bacteria require this folic acid is necessary for them so sulfonamides will go and inhibit the synthesis of folic acid by inhibiting this enzyme dehydrochloride synthase which helps in the manufacture of folic acid Sulfonamides are used for treating UTIs, urinary tract infections, tosoplasmosis, and um, is it nosoplasmosis or something like that? Nocodiosis or something like that. Then, number six, the sixth class of antibiotics, we have tetracyclines. Tetracyclines inhibit 30S ribosome. I made mention before of macrolides, which inhibits 50S ribosome mouse subunits. 
um, tetracyclines inhibit TTS. They all inhibit protein synthesis, which I said is very necessary for the bacteria. Tetracyclines are used for treating pneumonia, respiratory tract infections, and certain other infections that are spread by lice, tick, mice, and infected animals. Number seven, the last but not the least, we have aminoglycosides, such as um, gentamicin. They inhibit protein synthesis by binding reversibly, irreversibly to the is it reversibly to the thirty S ribosomal subunit. Now going forward, we have what we call antibiotics resistance. Antibiotics resistance. It's more like a situation where. Okay, you're having a uh, running stomach or something of that sort, and you discover that okay, you take this antibiotics, but it's not, it's not, you know, helping you. It's not um, curing the disease, which is not supposed to be, because you know this particular antibiotics is used to treat this, and it's not working. Antibiotic resistance is a situation whereby the bacteria is no longer susceptible to that um, drug. That drug can no longer you know inactivate it or kill it it's caused mainly by oh you've been taking a lot of antibiotics when you've been taking a lot of antibiotics already so the bacteria just gets used just get used to that um, particular drug it no longer affects it um i think um you could describe that as tolerance you know your body is now used to this thing that the thing doesn't affect it anymore some of these um bacteria you know they develop a lot of they might develop something in in them that when that antibiotics come okay so take for example antibiotics that produce beta lactamins when they produce that beta lactamin beta lactamins acts on penicillin they will even deactivate the drug itself so in a situation like this the bacteria is now resistant to penicillin because they possess that beta lactamins in them okay so this is a very um is something that is disturbing society because ah if your drug cannot treat the disease again then now death remain for all of us you understand so uh for for some bacteria that are resistant to penicillin they are not resistant to cephalosporins so which is why it's necessary always to visit your doctor so that they get to know what drug to give you because some of these drugs they already noted that they are no longer susceptible to this so the doctor has to make a good decision and offer you okay use this instead why some they are allergic a lot of people are allergic to penicillin um take for example penicillin g when you administer it to some people they start to um show some allergic reactions which could be occur as rash could occur as itching swelling of the lips shortness of breath face or tongue um the swelling of face or tongue fainting different allergic reactions to different drugs also why you should let your doctor know okay when i take um erythromycin i have rashes on my body then doctor can give you another choice of drug from a different class that you are not allergic to Antibiotics also have side effects. I mean, you can take it and you have to, you start to experience some of this weird effect later on, which include vomiting, diarrhea, rash, 
vaginal itching or discharge allergic reactions white patches on the tongue and all that so when you have side effects like this you should always always get back to your doctor so that he lets you know what you should or should not think so um any other thing you should know about antibiotics well some of these antibiotics have interactions with different drugs you don't administer some drugs with this drug because they they will interact together and then cause something worse in you so always always stick to what your doctor um gives you unless your doctor let your doctor know okay doctor i'm already taking this um this drug and you're giving me this one for this do you think i should take it together with this these are things you should let your doctor know because sometimes when you might take a drug that interacts badly with other drug it will cost you a lot a, a lot of harm so that's about it. Um, if I remember any other thing about antibiotics, I'll be sure to let you guys know. But I really hope this episode was comprehensive enough for both a pharmacy student and a non-pharmacy student. Yes, you're welcome. This is the end of it. Bye.